Feel it coming in the air Yeah And the screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town Hey, welcome in to the Palmer Lasseter Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number. Call in, join us on the show. We are live today in the studio. It's Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, Tequila Tuesday, whatever Tuesday you want it to be. It could be a turn-up Tuesday. You're live here right now at Demry Lachey. I am in studio riding solo for the day right now. Palmer uh, Lasseter shall be calling in. If not, he will be trailing in pretty, pretty late. Kurt, I haven't heard from Kurt. I know he's in town, but I know he may... Try to dial in as well, Dougie B. We we have no clue, but it is Tuesday. We are live in studio. Ton of ton of sports to talk about. Um, starting off with you know Jaleel Okafor on his off court off court antics. The kid is nineteen years old and getting into a lot of trouble. You know, even people over tw- the age of twenty one get into, which is pretty pretty uh pretty nerve pretty nerve wracking, especially for the Philadelphia seventy sixers to deal with. Also, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Draymond Green. Are they potentially throwing shots at the Utah Jazz last night after getting a huge victory? Draymond, you know, he, he did kind of approach it on the Twitter account, putting at the rest, saying, you know, lies, and come on, man, you got to come with, with facts if you're going to report something to take a stab at, you know, some of the reporters that have came out, reported how disrespectful he was toward the Utah Jazz. Also, there was a game play last night, Heisman candidate, um, in NCAA football, of course, football playoff picture is coming down to the standpoint. The final candidates, candidates, excuse me, I'm all over the place this morning. I, I can't stand Tuesdays. Tuesdays is just not my my motive day. It, it's such like a laid back, chill day. So much on your mind. You're in the middle of the week. You're just coming off, you know, a, a fantastic weekend, especially with a holiday weekend. You know, you really don't get going again to like that Wednesday. I know for me, I can speak on it. For me, it, it takes me until about Wednesday, you know, with coming off a busy weekend, did a lot of traveling, and then you come back Monday. Monday is just a dead flat day, but Tuesday for me is, is, is no better. Tuesday, I tend to, you know, t- still take another step back. I don't know why. Like, I, I can't stand Tuesdays, but I'm all over the place, so I apologize that for that. But the Heisman candidates, um, I believe... You know, we're, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Of course, the last game being played, some head coaches being fired, being moved around college football. I know we talked about it yesterday on the show briefly. But today, you know, I'm, I want to speak on a little bit about, you know, how the Heisman race is coming down to, who who I feel is my finalist, who I have on my list, and the reasons why. You know, I'm going to give you some facts. I'm going to give you some, some fictional stuff as well because it's my opinion. You know, how we do it on this show is a very opinionated show, and we just like to run with it, jump from subject to subject. But I do have thoughts and feelings about this Heisman race in 2015 um, at the end of this season. I want to start off with, uh, just to get it out the way, last night there was a game being played, unfortunately. It was the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. I did not tune into this game until around the fourth quarter. Uh just because I, I I really could care less about the two teams and where they stand, um, the Ravens have been 
pretty disappointing team um, throughout the season, even though, you know, they did take some tough losses to some injuries in certain areas. But my, 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 my main guy for the Baltimore Ravens, he, he he's uh, on the IR, and that's Justin Forsett, the running back. And it, the reason why he's my main guy is because I, I picked him up in my fantasy, and he's been my go-to man, and he's been a sleeper, just been knocking guys out week after week. But he, he's now down and out. So that's why I did not tune in to this one last night until around the fourth quarter when I saw the game being close going into the fourth quarter. Uh, I started to tune in, and, you know, it was it was an exci- exciting game. The way that the game ended was was very exciting. You know, you, you're, it's very rare that you'll see a team get a turnover, you know, on any special team. Um, but to see them get a game-winning field goal, you know, block attempt and return it 64 yards for a touchdown and Will Hill uh, started safety for the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, that was exciting. It was exciting to see. Uh, it felt, I felt like a Ravens fan. Like, I, I felt like I was so locked in and I, I, I hopped up out the bed and I was really, like, cheering and I was so excited. But um, then after the game, and I was like, well, what am I doing? Um, this is the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. If any team will take a loss with a block field goal attempt, with a block punt attempt. I'm not. It, it's, it's no surprise that it will be that it falls back on the Cleveland Browns. I mean, that's that's just who they are. Um, ever since they returned back into the NFL, uh, this team sitting at two and nine had a lot of praise, had a lot of excitement being bought upon going into this season. Uh, a lot of veteran guys, a lot of uh, you had a veteran defense, and then you know. The aspect and the growth of Johnny Menzel was supposed to hit this season. You know, he did the whole rehab. You know, we all know the story. Then you bring in Josh McCown um, coming in from Tampa Bay, a veteran quarterback who can help seize, you know, Johnny Menzel, get his, you know, lighten some type of fire, some itch underneath Menzel. Um, he did dress. He was out there, uh, but he did follow his role as a third-string quarterback. He did not get in the game one time. I was surprised. Um, after McCown, you know, went down with an injury, I thought, okay, it's Johnny football's time. You know, once McCown got knocked out there, I thought, okay, Cleveland has a huge decision to make. Either they really set the tone and follow up in what they say, or you know, they don't, or they give a lot, or they lie, or they put out, you know, Menzel after the injury goes down. And you roll with you know you roll with your young quarterback who you're wanting to develop over time, but they didn't. They pulled the trigger. They went with Austin Davis, who played. He managed the game. He played pretty fluently. Um, definitely in that last uh, quarter, in that fourth quarter, going seven for ten, seventy-seven yards, and he ended up with a touchdown. I mean, he was very efficient. Got sacked once, but completed what seventy? I think it was like over seventy percent of his pass. Of course, seventy percent of his passes, but. QBR rating of a 77.1. So he was very efficient. You know, he was getting the ball out quick, finding, you know, the open guys. Um, and I was, you know, that was safe to go with, you know, Austin Davis in this segment. But I, I thought, you know, Johnny Menzel, I thought it was going to be his moment. I thought, you know, Petten was going to, you know, go back on his word. And he has to play Johnny Menzel at this point because Austin Davis. I don't think I believe he probably took about what uh, one or two snaps before uh, last night's game when his uh, time was called. So I, I was I was pretty surprised that they went with uh, Austin Davis, but he played he played well. They just came up so short, and 
you know, that's that, that that's how that's what Cleveland is known for. They don't finish. They everybody's not bought in. It's too many distractions on this football team. I don't think they're it's obviously they're not focused enough. Even to win a ball game like this. You got Baltimore at home. It's a big rivalry game. I mean that's that's let's let's not take that away from the NFL. This is a huge rivalry, you know, game that goes way back, way back in time. Ravens and the Browns or Baltimore Colts and the Browns, whatever you may look at it, this game goes back. And, you know, that's why I had the whole Monday football. That's why I was on the primetime television. You had to find a way to put Cleveland on primetime. Um, but it, that's just who the Browns have came out to be. I'm, you, you just don't – you just are not surprised that – the way they took this loss last night is the how the game ended. You know, with, with being a block field goal, that, that does not happen in the NFL. Especially the game on the line. And the quarterback, not a kicker might shank it. It, might, it may, you know, it may get blocked from time to time. But to have it return for a touchdown, it just shows the effort of your team. You know, you had a game, you had a chance to put the game away, put it in your hands, and then boom. And then the effort of not to get... Not being prepared, you know, for the block, for the return. Great play, great, great play, you know, great call with, with Harbaugh and the boys in Baltimore. I know it's been a rough season, a lot of injuries right now. Um, you know, you lose a lot of your offense, your your receivers. Joe Flacco's not, he's down. You go with Matt Schaub, who's, you know, who's a reliable veteran, I would say. Um, he had his great times, he had his down times in the NFL. But, you know, he, he played last night, he had a couple turnovers. But he didn't take any sacks. He was very efficient. You know, they Harbaugh was very, very calm with him and not necessarily attacking downfield too much. Uh, but he threw a couple touchdowns as well. So that's a, you know, that's a savvy veteran that you can roll with in that shop. But Cleveland, I mean, they pretty much, they had this game, man. They, they had this game at home. You had a one. You just got to finish. And I don't know what, what, what it is about, you know, the Browns and where do they go here from now. Because, you know, Pettin's name has been, you know, rumored on the hot seat. This may be his last season, and they may need to go with a whole new coaching staff. I I don't see it. I think you stick around probably one or two more years. I don't see why not. And just to see at least when this Johnny, you know, Johnny Menzel thing come to a whole end with Pettin and everything. Because you bring in a new coach. With all this turmoil that's going on right now, his days in Cleveland, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty narrowed down. I think it's both for Menzel and um, for this coaching staff, because they they just have to find a way. They have to find a way to make sure you know they can mature as a whole team, as a whole unit, and it just shows their maturity level right there. You lose a game on a black field goal on the special teams that shows your effort. Where's the leadership? You know. And, Hopefully there will be some changes made. Hopefully, you know, this team, this lights a fire under Johnny Menzel like no other. And it's funny to get is I saw, I saw a report um, being talked about as Johnny Menzel, what he's going through, you know, do you stick with a guy like this or do you just give up on him? I say not to give up on him. Um, have his back. I wouldn't be done with him in the NFL. Maybe for the Cleveland Browns organization, Maybe they're ready to move on. I wouldn't be surprised, but there's no one in the draft that I'm looking at, you know, coming out of college right now. Maybe like a Baker Mayfield. I like Baker Mayfield. I like the way he plays for Oklahoma, but he's not a NFL per typical, you know, just he's not the NFL quarterback. He's like a Johnny Menzel, to be honest with you. But, I mean, Trayvon Boykin, same deal, makes a lot of plays with his feet. 
Um, but there, there's no one in, in college right now that stands out to me. But, you know, I think you get this guy another another chance um, elsewhere in the NFL. I don't think Cleveland is – I think he needs to get out of that line, that, that light right now. But I saw the reporter saying that he, they kind of kind of remind him of a young uh, Brett Favre, you know, when he was down in Atlanta, got into some trouble before Green Bay, and then Green Bay, you know, kept him, humbled him around, trusted him, watched him grow, and then, you know, the rest is history. And seeing that, hearing that being talked about around Johnny Manziel's name, I hope he, you know, he tunes into something like this. I hope he can go out. I'm pretty sure, I mean, he could reach anyone. I'm pretty sure he could reach out to a Brett Favre and get advice and, and just go for it. You know, if, if partying is what you do, then that, that's who you are. That's what you do. Then the quarterback position, leading a franchise, it's, it's not it for you. If you really, you know, want to buy in, be the starting quarterback, be, you know, the quarterback of the NFL, then, you know, the partying has to, has to end. I was I was happy that Patton, you know, lived up to his word. Didn't go with Johnny Football, even with the injury, even with you know McCown going down. He held his word, and it, it shows to Johnny Football. You know, you really have to get it together. Even the team, the Browns uh, roster, they backed him up on that. They're like, yeah, Johnny, like we're glad. You know, he they didn't pull he didn't pull back on his promise or the punishment, and you know, gone with someone else. So that's big time. That's huge. That's huge for them to not to do that. Now, just moving forward, it's literally like, I mean, do you bring in another veteran? Do you bring in, do you start another young guy, you know, moving on forward? Because Josh McCown, he's not going to be there too much longer. This is like third or fourth game. You know, he's went down, like in the middle of the game. I mean, he, he's, he's been in the NFL quite some time. He, the, Father Time is catching up with McCown, no question about it. He's not going to be your future, obviously. He's not the future quarterback for this team. Maybe even give Austin Davis a shot. I would start Austin Davis. He's, you know, he's still fairly young. He had some pretty good success before in the NFL. Um, when St. Louis put him in there and, and the Rams put him out, and he, he was very successful there at, the, you know, some games. So I would, I would... Bring in, you know, something like like a guy like Austin Davis who has success, who's still fairly young in the NFL, who can compete against, you know, Johnny Menzel. And maybe that will stir some competition as well. But, you know, it, it's it, Cleveland is just so it, – it's it's hard to see. You know, these guys are competing in the NFC East or the AFC East. You got to keep up with the, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got to keep up, you know, with your rivals in Steelers, the Ravens, you know. You got to keep up with these teams because the Ravens, they will bounce back because of the injuries, because, you know, some receivers that, that were moved around, they pretty much lost their whole receiving court in the past, like, two, three years, in which the last time they went, that they won the Super Bowl with, um, their receiving court is all gone. So now you got to start over. You got to start with something new. And... You know, with, with Flacco going down, you got to get that man healthy. You got to find a good running game, a steady running game. Get get Forsett, you know, some help, some help back there in the backfield, and he'll get to that. Hardball, he he's not, you know, he, he we're not used to seeing this out of Hardball, so don't get used to seeing it. You know, this is one of those years that the injury bug finally caught up with this team. You know, they 
lost their focus from time to time, lost some close games at the beginning of the season. I think you rest up your guys, get your guys healthy, you know, because they're going to bounce back. But, it, you know, in Cleveland's standpoint, where do you go from here? You know, do you keep developing Johnny Menzel? That's the question of the day, of the hour. Or do you, you move on from it? Do you go in, you know, to get into something else? You know, or do you start over, go for another young guy? Who knows? Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show. We got a lot more to speak on. Um, some power rankings that came out as well. Where did some teams sit at? Who's ranked higher than what? Jaleel Okafor, his off-the-court drama. Kobe's retirement. We got lots and tons to still talk about on this Tuesday. You listen to the Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show, and we'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in host jd harris and ray austin are here to lead the forum from the fans former players owners execs and coaches while inside the man cave you do whatever you like we won't judge we'll even go beyond sports to talk technology current events and entertainment Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, I'm John Rainey, Chief Financial Officer of United Airlines, and I'm honored to be the National Chair for the 2015 March for Babies campaign for the March of Dimes. United is a proud supporter of the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Please join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.org. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back into the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Demi Lachey is here in studio, riding solo for the day. Everyone's out. No one's calling in. Pretty surprised about that. So I, I can't wait to heckle them on Thursday when it's being talked about. NFL power rankings have came out, you know, how to get updated every, each and every week. Um, I don't think nothing has really changed in the top. Even though one of the undefeated teams have taken a loss, and that is the New England Patriots, I don't see a lot of movement at the top. I mean, here, this is how I see my rankings. Number one, obviously, is the Panthers. Number two, you know, a lot of people are ready to throw the Bengals up there. The Broncos, you know, with Osweiler, you know, um, getting, you know, being 2-0, taking, you know, these Broncos and keep winning. Do you defeat the Patriots? You know, a lot of people, a lot of sources are ready to just throw and rank. You know, the Broncos up there at the number two spot. I mean, week in and week out, you, you never know. These rankings change so much. It's just a fun deal. It's just a, it's kind of like a barbershop talk. You just like to just, you know, talk about it. See where, you know, place guys, place teams in certain rankings. So it's a fun deal. Then you look at the Cardinals. 
a lot of people are speaking, you know, the Arizona Cardinals are the second best team in the NFL right now because of all the injuries that's going on with the Patriots on the offensive end. And Minnesota, you know, is, is the dark horse. But my number two team, I'll definitely have to go with still, is the uh, New England Patriots. Now, I'm talking like they're probably sitting like 1B, you know, Carolina 1A, New England 1B. I think Carolina has, you know, taken their, taken their you know, overall power and just took it to another level, especially after the huge victory they had in Dallas. With all the Romo, quote-unquote, the Romo magic that was supposed to come back to Dallas, which I don't think Romo's really healthy um, coming back, even uh, with his second game in, what, like 10 days, second game in like seven days, two games in like less than a week. There was no way he should have been out on that field, um, you know, that that Thursday. Just to go back-to-back games like that, that's tough. You know, for a guy who, you know, had, you know, upper body injury, had surgery on it, came back in, and, you know, same deal happened. Now you're out for the whole season. I don't even think Romo should even return. Even with the Cowboys at that time, they were sitting, what, like 2-7, and seven, and then they come back, and he plays, and they get a victory on the road. I don't think I, I would not have bought him back because of the situation they put themselves in now. Now Romo has to sit out a whole year. Now you're really worried about his health. Now he gains a whole year. He shouldn't even been out there. I wouldn't even have Des Bryant out there running around on a 80% foot, probably not even 80. I would say probably like a 70, 70%, you know, on his broken foot. Pull those guys out. You know, take him. It's, it's, it's time to develop him. Take Sean Lee out for the rest of the year. Well, actually, heck, he's used to it anyway. So maybe maybe consider still playing him. But the guys like your Romo, your, your Jason Witten, and Des Bryant, you got to let those guys get healthy. Um, you got to because it's it was just like nerve wracking to watch them, the Cowboys and whatever Jerry Jones call he made to go with, you know Romo and playing him in these back to back games. I mean, yeah, you get a victory, you know, twenty four fourteen there on the road with Romo coming back. I mean, that brings your energy, you know, back up in your locker room, which is awesome, which they definitely needed. Because this team, I think, if Romo did not come back at all, this Cowboys team was 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 gonna was gonna break. I mean, they were already they already had bent. They were already bending pretty hard, but I think something would have erupted if Romo did not come back and get this get this team a victory. You know that they did against you know when they went in Miami to beat the Dolphins. If they didn't win that game or if they didn't see Romo back on that field or just in the locker room, his presence, putting on the pads again that whole week, they were very excited. Jerry Jones talked about he was singing in the shower. But I think they got a little too ahead of themselves. Cowboys, they, it's that, I think it's that limelight. They, they jump to that light so quick that they don't realize reality settles in. They don't realize the Carolina Panthers are for real. They don't realize how... how how great that defense is, even with them losing Greg Hardy to the Cowboys. I don't think, obviously, I don't know. I can't speak for Jerry Jones, but this is just my opinion. Is you know, they really weren't thinking that the Carolina Panthers was going to cause any trouble with Romo in this magic. 
And that's why I think Carolina took their that image to a whole nother level in this whole power ranking. It put them up to a you know to a higher echelon. It's to an amount of respect because they could have went into Dallas on a Thursday they, with them playing you know close back to back games, uh, two games in like a certain amount of days. So that, you know I, I compare Carolina Carolina bounce back going into the road not used to playing on Thanksgiving as the Cowboys roster is. So that's why, you know, I see a Carolina team that they can do this back-to-back game, that they can go into a place with a lot of momentum, a lot of distraction, a lot of the limelight, and they still came out victorious, not just winning by, you know, seven or a, a late field goal or something. They went in there and put the hammer down on the Cowboys. They they demolished them. So even with the whole Romo magic, no matter the great feeling that was going on, in that locker room, uh, in the Dallas Cowboys locker room, Carolina put that all to rest, and also Romo's season to rest as well. That was a terrible mistake, terrible mistake by the Cowboys, but that's what we're used to seeing. They're okay with that. They take risk. I like risk takers, but I, I don't. I, I can't back up, you know, Jerry Jones and the risk that he takes. This guy, he he goes he goes too far with taking his risk. I mean, he he just does not stop. So with all that being said, going back to the power ranking, I'm I, I would I would go with New England at number two, just because just a slightly ahead of the Broncos because New England even with all the injuries they were still in that game on Sunday they were still you know with Brady and these new receivers this whole new receiving core no tight end ground goes down and that knee injury just freaked us all out I know we talked about it yesterday a little bit but it, it, it freaked. Everyone out. I mean, you could tell, you saw the look on Tom Brady's face as soon as he see. He didn't want to look up. He just, he looked in a shock. He had a shocked face. You know, he, like he seen a ghost. Then he put his head down and started shaking his head. Like, there's no way. But Brady will always find a way. That next guy, next to man in, New England is the, they're, they're the fierce rider behind that statement. I mean, they show up. Once one guy goes down and another guy out of nowhere comes in, comes back in and plays very well, you know, as if, you know, nothing was missed and the beat goes on like nothing misses out. Now, it's stated that Gronk just has a bruised up knee. Hopefully that's the case. Um, he, He's dated as week to week. I would give this man as much time as he needed because they're going to get in the playoffs. They're going to make a deep playoff run with Gronk. They will you know, make a Super Bowl run. If there's no Gronkowski, then it's going to be a, a tough, tough playoff run because you got a, like a lot of young guys um, at your receiving court with, you know, a lot of no names with, you know, not, not that much experience as an Edelman, you know, Amendola, LaFell, Gronk, and what you're used to seeing out of New England the last couple of years, the, the guys have been there, but Brady will find a way. Brady, Belichick, they always do. They'll find a way to get the job done. No matter they got to go straight dump passes to the running back because too much people are spread now. Quick passes because of the blitzing that's going to happen. They'll find a way. Now I put the Broncos ahead of the Cardinals um, because Osweiler, there's no drop-off. This team is actually looking better offensively than they did with Peyton Manning. And, you know, I know because Manning is all, you know, injured and, you know, he's not healthy. He's not, he hasn't been healthy, this, like, pretty much this whole season. But that defense has a lot to say about where their ranking is at right now as well. 
you know, that the, just the way that, you know, the veterans are stepping up, the way that Osweiler has stepped in, you know, he's a veteran in himself. I don't care what they say, oh, he, you know, just getting his first couple of stars. No, he's been around the NFL for some time now. He's been backing up Peyton Manning, for goodness sake. I, a couple of years ago, 10 years ago, that was the best job to have in America was the back of quarterback position and to learn under Peyton Manning in a quarterback standpoint. That was that was the number one position, you know, in any job field. So Osweiler took took that upon himself, been learning. He's playing great football right now. The Broncos are believing in him. They have his back. That's the best part about it. Once your backup quarterback, your younger backup quarterback comes into play, I mean, playing like he's been here before and the maturity level that we've seen, you know, not only, you know, his his actions or not only his talk, you know, after the game, before the games, but his actions on the field, the way he carries himself, you know, if he goes in a three and out, he hustles off the field and, and is learning, you know, where his mistakes were on the sideline and he gets back into it. And it's been very successful. I mean, this guy just beat New England in the snow, you know. Yeah, so what the injuries, but, you know, with that support that his defense is going to pick up even more, I think that's where you got to put the Broncos at number three. Cardinals, definitely number four. And I'll probably put the Vikings as number five. I I put the Vikings ahead of the Bengals because the Bengals, they, they make me so nervous, you know. They beat the teams that they're supposed to, but teams that they aren't supposed to or almost at the same talent, you know, you don't see that extra, you know, them getting over that hump. Yeah, they were supposed to beat the Rams. They do have the Browns coming up. But then you got the Steelers, you know, at home. How are they going to look against the Steelers? Are they going to come out flat again? Then you got the – you playing at at the Broncos, so that's a potential, like, number one, maybe number one now, number one, number two seed, you know, in the AFC. That's your bye week. That's your playoff bye week. So you get an additional bye week. Whoever wins that 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 outcome, you know, we got to see where the Bengals are at. But I put the Vikings in there just because the way Teddy Bridgewater has matured, the way AP has literally just taken over, you know, for this team. And they do have a they have a tough road ahead. You got Seattle and Arizona back to back, and you playing at the Cardinals, and Seattle is rolling right now. Jimmy Graham goes down. But Marshawn Lynch is out, but they're finding a way. Russell Wilson literally is, is really trying to put this offense on his back. Uh, he has some experienced guys who who go to war with him, you know, and Javon and, and Curse at receiver. Then you have Doug Baldwin at receiver. I mean, those guys are ready to go to war with, with Russell Wilson. And then Rawls, the running back, he had, you know, he's playing good, great football as well. He's bringing a lot of energy, you know, still to that backfield. And then that defense, they're – the Legion of, Legion of Boom been making a lot of mistakes, you know, as we've seen, as, as we're not used to seeing um, coming out of that secondary, but they're, they're going to get it together. That, deep, that, that front seven that they have, it's, it's scary each and every game. So they'll, that defense will find a way. They'll get it back going. They're used to winning. They know how to win. But that's a very scary team to look out for. Uh, they st- if they sneak around and get in the playoffs, Seattle, look out. Because NFL, they're, they're coming for everyone. But right now, I think the Vikings, you know, they're, they're, they're the dark horse. It's time to start respecting them. Um, they do, like I said, they have some tough games ahead. Seattle, Arizona, Chicago. Chicago's playing for a great playoff spot. 
than the Giants and Green Bay. That's a tough schedule. But if anyone can do it, you know, Adrian Peterson is that guy. He has to lead the way, in which he is not afraid of ever, you know. He's probably the best running back, you know, of this era, obviously, you know, the past decade. He's the best running back in the NFL, hands down. And this is his time to really take his game to another level. He finally has a steady quarterback, you know, that can keep, you know, defenses, uh, you know, so that defense is not stacking the boxes because, you know, Bridgewater can step back and light you up. You know, he could pinpoint you. He's maturing even in, with this being his second year. He's ready to go. He's fired up. He's excited. He's a young quarterback. So, of course, he's ready to, you know, of course, he brings that excitement. It makes me nervous for the Cardinals and if they match up in the playoffs. I mean, because the, the Cardinals and the Bengals, I mean, they're both like that cardiac team. You don't know what what to expect. I mean, one week they look very good and they play down to another team's talent level. You know, both of these teams have great talent, but they, they play down to their opponent's, you know, level, which is odd. You know, you got a team like San Francisco Cardinals, and it just didn't work out to it. Like, you play down to the level, you almost lose that game. A couple calls, and you miss a delay of game. Your running backs go down. Chris Johnson being out six to eight weeks now. You know, that that's huge on their Super Bowl shot because, you know, Chris Johnson, he had, that, he had that speed. But, you know, now you see him go down with the, with a pretty big injury. It's the end of the season. So, yeah, if, if guys start to get hurt now, it, it's going to be some time because how much buildup, because all the wear and tear that they've taken over the season. It's going it, to – I think this, this Chris Johnson injury is going to hurt the Cardinals more than ever. Now, you do have that, that young rookie quarterback, exciting rookie quarterback in David Johnson out of northern Iowa. It's his time to shine. I think he's ready. You know, even since game one, returning a kickoff return, and then – Literally having passing, rushing, receiving touchdowns, you know, throughout throughout the season, him scoring pretty much on every game. It seems like you look at the Cardinals highlight, you always see David Johnson crossing the goal line. I think he's ready to go. I think he's matured. He's going to get a lot. He's going to touch the ball so much in these next couple of games for the Cardinals. But like I said, it's the cardiac cards. You don't know what to expect. It just you, you do not know. I hope that you know that you can agree with this list. I mean, I think that's a pretty strong statement, pretty strong list. With you know, with the Panthers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Cardinals, and then the Vikings. I mean, all these teams are going to make the playoffs. You know, the Vikings are fighting with Green Bay. I I don't want to promise you know they're going to win the division that division, but I mean. The Vikings are playing such great football right now, and it's time to recognize it. Another team to look out for, right now they're 6-5. and five. And I think this team has made the biggest jump in my rankings, and they're, and they're close to the top five. I would say they're, they, they made it into my top ten in the power rankings of the NFL, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. This team came out. I remember at the beginning of the season, we, we, we threw this team out. You know, Jamal Charles goes down with the injury. You know, Alex Smith can't scared to throw, you know, touchdown passes. At one point, they lost four in a row or five in a row. Excuse me. They were one in five. Now they're sitting at six and five. They have gotten it together. They have found a way 
They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to find their way into the playoffs. They may even win this division. I know the Broncos are riding it high right now, but if Osweiler takes a loss in that division, because he does have some divisional games left, but the Chiefs, they have found a way to get back into it. That, that, that win against Buffalo last week was huge. And they have not been making a lot of noise, but I've been paying attention to this team. Their last five games, they have the Raiders, the Chargers, the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, and then the Raiders again. This team could possibly go 11-5. and five. Started off 1-5 and five on the season. Everybody's quick to write them up. I, could, I would not be surprised if this team finished 11-5. They have the tools. They have the talent. Alex Smith is really mature, and they had the defense to do so. I mean, their toughest games is the two games against the Raiders, I believe. I mean, I, th- I think they can beat Baltimore pretty soundly. The Chargers are no threat at all. Something has exploded with them. And the Browns, we all, we, I talked about it earlier. They're, no, no, no chance. Travis Kelsey is playing great football. Alex Smith is finding him, getting the ball in his hands. Watch this team. Don't be surprised. I'm telling you, watch this team when they have jumped off five games in a row. And I would not be surprised if they went five more. Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show. We got to take another break. After the break, we're going to get into some basketball, get away from football a little bit. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show with Demery Lachey, and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports rock me baby 
last segment, Kwame Lasso Sports Talk Show on this beautiful Tuesday right now. Pretty chilly outside, out here in the valley, but I mean, it's pretty cold around the whole country. I know I was out, even out in L.A., you know, I was in California for last week during the holidays and just hanging out um, in the L.A., Southern California, Southern Cal area, and it's pretty cool, it's pretty chilly, it's pretty, it was, it was very cold outside, you know, I'm not used to that since being out here, you know, I think I'm getting a little too spoiled with the warm weather. You know, throwing on a hat, you know, now and, you know, getting a bigger coat. I'm like, man, back in Indiana, you know, back in the Midwest, I'm I'm ready to wear a T-shirt outside in 40, 50 degree weather. Now I'm putting on, you know, my biggest coat in the closet. You know, I'm, I'm going to the front closet. You know, you have the front closet. You have your bigger jackets and coats because you can't fit it in your, your bedroom closet. I'm going to that. You know, I'm looking through that shelf. I think I'm getting spoiled, man. It's it's not it's not my fault, though. It's. It's literally like 50 degree weather. People are very nervous. I, I saw, I met a lady, actually a couple yesterday. And, you know, I was waiting in line. You know, I was just doing some grocery shopping. And the lady was like, oh, my God, that's for the first time ever in my life. She, you know, she was stating, she was like, I've seen ice on my windows this morning. Like froze and ice. And I started to laugh and chuckle. I was like, well, well, what did you do? She said, I didn't know what to do. So I started wiping it off with a rag or with a towel. And she was like, all I did was smear it across. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is a spoiled part of the country. You Like, they don't know how good. And she, I was like, were you originally from out here? you never seen that? She was like, no, I'm originally from Southern California. And, you know, I'm not used to seeing ice. Well, of course, but. It was, it was just so funny because, I mean, I'm just so used to seeing ice around this time around. If it gets this cold, I'm used to seeing snow and ice. So it really caught me off guard. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, you are very spoiled. She had on this big coat last night. I mean, it was big fur jacket, too. And I'm just, like, sitting there amazed. Like, wow, you really think it's, like, freezing out here. And she was so shocked to see, you know, her breath in the air. It caught me off guard. It was so funny. Uh, and I, I started to laugh, and I was like, lady, you have no freaking clue about ice and cold weather. But it is very chilly out here, but it's 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 not freezing cold. So what, you have a little ice on your door? It, it, it was funny. It was funny to hear from her perspective on it. Moving on, man. Uh, I know it talked about, you know, power rankings a little bit in the NFL. Kansas City Chiefs making their way up there. I think they had the biggest jump, no question, in the last couple of weeks. Um, but who is, you know, we have one unbeaten now, two in all of sports and the major sports, I should say right now during the season, which of these teams will go unbeaten or the longest, which, which team will, you know, not take a loss sooner than the other. And the one that I would, I would have to go with, let's see, cause I'm talking about the Carolina Panthers now and Obviously, the Golden State Warriors and the NBA. And I went to, you know, I was sitting in the barbershop the other day, and they were up there discussing because, you know, that that's a real that's that's a real sports talk show, ladies and gentlemen. But they just can't put it on air because of some of the language that's be that, that that's used in certain uh, barbershops. But the one I went to, you know, this was the topic at hand. You know, which team would take a loss sooner than the other? And everyone was saying that. The Golden State Warriors were to take a loss before the Carolina Panthers. And I'm like, wow, okay now. 
this team is 11 and 0. They had a huge victory at Dallas, but it's the NFL. NFL anything anything can happen. A, a game can change so quick that I had to I had to disagree. I'm like, well, the Warriors, you know, they're playing game in the game out, but they're champions. They've been there. They, you know, have a pretty steady schedule coming up. I don't see a NFL team going 16 and 0 with five games left to go. Carolina has a chance to do that. That's not that's a very rare ideal thing. You know, they don't have an MVP, you know, proven at any position. I mean, Cam Newton is the lead, one of the candidates for MVP of the year um, for the NFL. But, you know, Steph Curry has proven that. You know, he's, he's an MVP. He's a champion. So, you know, I'm like, you guys are out of your mind. You know, Carolina's never been to where they're at right now. Can they do – are they really handling this? Can they handle – you know, even going back into divisional games, because you have two against Atlanta, one, you know, against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you know the Buccaneers is it, they're a tough football team. They're a young bunch. They're a tough team you, that you don't necessarily want to play. You don't know what you're going to get out of them with James Winston leading the way for this young team. And then you also have the Saints and then the Giants. So, how's the Giants jump? It seems like the Giants is jumping in everybody's schedule that matters or has something, you know. Um, that they're fighting for something. And it seems like the Giants is playing everybody in these last five weeks. We're going to save that conversation for another day because I don't know what the heck is going on in New York. Uh, Odell Beckham and Eli, it's, 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 the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking on you, Eli. The clock is ticking on you, Coughlin. And, you know, Odell, it's, it's, it's time to step up because it's definitely becoming your team, young brother. you you making all these... Spectacular plays. You, you play with so much poise and energy, and I like your excitement when you score a touchdown. I mean, I like the excitement that you bring to the game, Odell. Now it's time to be that that true leader. You know, now it's time to really start speaking up for kind of like a Larry Fitzgerald. You know, you don't expect leadership to come through your receiver position, especially throughout a whole team, throughout a whole community. I've never seen that the way that Larry Fitzgerald has done it out here in the Valley. I mean, I've been to a ton of cities. I, you know, I, I've been around football, you know, pretty much all my life, and I've never seen a wide receiver handle hone in a whole city. And Odell Beckham, you're on a bigger stage, buddy. You got New York. I want to see that maturity. I want to see you know him kind of take a page out of the Larry Fitzgerald book and put you know write his own story at the same time, but. To do it in that bright light, New York Giants, you know, everybody talk football, you know, everybody talks about the Giants and the Cowboys. Two biggest faces of the NFL and the Packers. For Odell Beckham to do that to New York, I would love to see that maturity. And I guarantee, you know, that'll change the mindset for a lot of the, the Giants organizations, the headquarters, because, it, and it will keep him around there a little bit more. They pay him a little, pretty nice pretty nice piece you know for the rest of your for the rest of your career especially while you're hot right now take a page out of Larry Fitzgerald book you know Larry Fitzgerald went through no quarterbacks you know he had a terrible season last last season but they paid him well they took care of him his whole career I don't think he'll ever take off a Cardinals uniform now so Odell please take a page out of that one but 
you know, going back to the barbershop discussion at the hand, you know, it, it, was, it was funny. It was, a, it was a cool conversation to get involved with. But, you know, a majority of the guys were saying this Carolina team is going to go 16-0. and And I just don't see it. I'm like, no way. I think they'll take a loss before, you know, the Warriors will, even though they play every Sunday. And the Warriors do have, you know, a couple more games in between. But, I mean, come on. It's just fun barbershop talk. And I'm just stating, you know, Carolina will get a loss before, you know, the Golden State Warriors will. That's just, I don't know, it's just fun talk. But it was a cool subject to talk about, you know, which team, which one of these teams to take a loss first. And right now, like I said, in, in the NBA, this team is rolling right now. Being 19-0, it was a discussion with Steph Curry and Draymond Green and how they kind of disrespected the Utah Jazz, you know, right after the game. And then Rudy Gobert, Gobert had something to say, you know, with the uh, Utah Jazz, their young uprising uh, center. And, you know, he, he put out a tweet saying, okay, you can laugh now, but, you know, his team is destined to grow and get better. You know, kind of threw a little shot at Draymond because Draymond was, you know, always always the, the ringleader, always the, the, the clown, the funny guy. And, you know, some reporter put it out as if he was like at the, him and Steph Curry is throwing shots at the Jazz and, uh, because they felt as if they were a, you know, championship team mentality, you know, when you got a team that that's make, you know, huge changes throughout their organization from where they came from. Of course you're going to say, yeah, we have a championship mentality. And the champs are just laughing like, really? I don't see nothing wrong with that. I don't see any, any reason. It's It's no shots thrown. Y'all, y'all haven't been to the playoffs yet. Y'all don't even know what the playoffs even look like. Y'all don't even know what a winning season look like in Utah. So I'm going to laugh at that too. But don't come at Draymond and Steph and try to throw shots at these guys saying they're disrespectful. No, they tell you how. They're they being straight up, telling you how it is. Now, if it would have been rude, if they really would have, you know, came out to the public and been thrown it in the Jazz face, then I'm like, okay, they take it too far. No, Draymond's, Draymond is a clown. He's a funny man. But he is he is very professional. He, he's he, remember he went to Michigan State for four years. He played under Tom Izzo, Mark Jackson, Steve Kerr. Now, hell, Luke Walton. Now, he's very professional. And Gobert, if you really believe in that nonsense, kid, you got so much more to learn. Take note. Take note of what Draymond and them boys are doing. Don't buy into it, all the media spill. So what? Let let that. You know, take note. You know good and well, you know, Draymond is not that type of guy. Draymond came back on Twitter, threw some shots at the reporter, saying, you know, get your facts right. Get your facts straight. Don't don't just come out here just trying to get a story to get your name hot, you know, to ruin my image. I'm a pro. He didn't say these exact words, but the way his statement was, you know, being part of, being brought out was, you know, he's like, you know, I'm a professional. Just my opinion of it. He was, you know, stating like, "I'm here. I'm, I'm a pro. I don't have time to deal with reporters and stuff. I got a champion. I got another championship to chase." Other NBA news, man. This kid, <sighs> Jaleel Okafor. This guy has was in high school. Number one player, to, you know, in the country at the time, coming into college uh, basketball. Him and Carl Anthony Towns. The guy gets to the NBA, and now all these stories are coming out. You know, of his off-the-court issues. You know, he get into a, a scrimmage outside of a nightclub in Boston. He was held at gunpoint. He got pulled over, going 180 miles per hour in another night. Uh, another night he gets carted at a nightclub or at a bar. They won't allow him in because he had a fake ID. 
Now this guy has to have security around him. The reports are coming out. First and foremost, you're 19 years old. Why are you, why are you even going out? You're the franchise guy. You're 19. Son, y- y- your team is owing forever. Where is your focus at? Now, I know you're getting there. You know, I know you, you know you're getting a little taste of the league. You went to Duke. I mean, you're used to to the entourage. You won a national champion. Yeah, national champion. You know how to win. And these things that you're dealing with right now, you know, it's not a winning deal. I mean, you're probably doing this at Duke. You know, you're probably getting a couple wins, being 17, 18 years old, and winning a national championship. Well, of course, down there in Durham, they're going to take care of you. That's where you need to, you know, go to. But you can't be going out in Boston and Philadelphia. This is not. This is not Duke. It's the real world out here. They're going to test you. They're going to try you. You're 19. You're just a kid in their eyes. They don't care if you're seven foot, 270, 275, can dunk on you know anyone, big defensive press. They don't care about that. This is reality, man. You got to focus in. You're 19 years old. You're, you're a pro now. You're at the pro level. Be a professional. You don't need no security guards. You're 19. You're not DeMarcus Cousins. You're not, you know, Dez Bryant. You don't need no, no handlers, no holders for you to. Yo, you're 19. Take your time. Throw a party at your home. Like, go go relax in a hotel. You know, go go do things 19. Go watch a movie. Focus on, on your team. And they're talking about this a huge distraction. Can You know, it, it is a big distraction now. Because now, you know, you got, you're putting your whole franchise. They took take you as your number one overall pick. You got a young group of teams. Why don't you be the standout guy? Be that voice and push the 76er team to a whole nother level. This is the reason why the 76ers are so down, because they draft all these young guys, and no one's ready to step up to be a leader or a captain. Jaleel Okafor, you went top five pick. Come on, man. Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show, we got to get out of here. Uh, we will be back on Thursday. Thank you for tuning in. Demi Lachey, I'm signing out, and we will catch you Thursday. You listen to the Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show, and we'll catch you Thursday. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>